Hello. I'm Natalie. And I'm Paul. Welcome to God Hates Fang's True Blood podcast. This week we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 8 of True Blood, Somebody That I Used To Know. Hmm. And you can contact us, as always, via Facebook, Twitter, email or our website. So what do you reckon? Should we just, just jump straight into Let's the episode? Just jump straight in. Okay, well, things kicked off at the hospital, uh, where redneck killer Joe Bob is taunting Sam and Luna is freaking out. Uh, Sam tucks Luna in bed and leaves. Uh, But Luna's hysteria culminates with her shifting into Sam. Yeah, skinwalking time. Uh, Why is it it that both Tommy and Luna shifted into Sam? I thought thought it was weird because they both shifted because because they'd killed another shifter, wasn't it? But they didn't turn into... Luna Luna said the first time she shifted she turned into a mum. And so I thought that Tommy would turn into either his mum or dad because they they were the ones that he killed. But then... Didn't you feel at the time that Tommy wanted to turn into Sam though? Or, I don't know. I, I kind of felt he enjoyed it because he was. Well, he enjoyed it initially, but I, I don't know if that was his plan. He just took advantage of it when it happened. Do you think it has any effects? That because they were highly emotional then. Is that? It seemed like yeah, Luna. Luna was pissed off, so she turned. And I think the same thing happened with Tommy. I can't remember. God, it was so long ago in season four. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it seemed like it, they were in a, like an emotional state when it happened, and they didn't seem to be able to control it. Okay, meanwhile. Uh, meanwhile, the vampires uh, return from their trippy massacre, uh, complete with New Orleans festival beads. Mm. Which, um, I've not been to New Orleans, but I know people that have. And I was under the impression that you had to get your tits out to get those beads. So does that you, mean the... the you vamp- have to get your tits out That's in what, order to get some beads. I thought that when you go to New Orleans and get all those beads given to you, I thought it was when you got your tits out. Wow. I don't know, I might be wrong about that. <laughs> so if you approach a lady in New Orleans with a handful of beads, mm. does she know that... That means, that means that you want her to get her tits out. I think so. I could be totally wrong. Just here. anywhere in Orleans. Just walk I, up to... No, I think there's got to be the thing, the festival thing going oh, on. Oh. <laughs> I don't think just any time. So it appears anyway that everyone is still off of their faces, except for Eric. Um, how much does it suck when you're the, the only one at a party that's not high? I don't know, Paul. That's never happened to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bill's smiling more than he has smiled in the last four seasons put together. <laughs> so obviously he's into this this tripping thing, and and he's delighted that he saw a naked vampire goddess. Is, is he believing it? Or is he? He looked like he's quite into it. Um, but Eric, he administers an instant come down, and Bill realizes exactly what's gone down. Uh oh. Uh, so do you think we'll be seeing more of Lil- Lilith again? I think so. Do you think? But do you think they need to do more blood to see Lilith again, or do you think they'll just see her anyway? Are they not aware that it's, they're, they're aware that they're tripping, or they just still think that the blood's uh, kind of awakened her? I don't know. Because they're just going to want more of that. I think there's there's still quite a lot of blood left in the vial when we saw it later. I think they're going to do some more uh, blood. They start getting a bit greedy, and someone have bigger <laughs> sip than someone else. They start and... being bad V addicts. <laughs> yeah, they all have big come down together <laughs> and kill each other. Uh, yeah, so uh, Suki is still firing light bombs uh, to try and get rid of her fairy powers. Uh, when Jason arrives and she floors him with her microwave fingers. But it's okay, because she only gets him in the head. Uh, Jason tells her she's not a freak, and that some good has come from her powers, such as falling in love with Bill. Uh, you know, notice that Jessica, Tara and Jason have all pointed out that to her this season? That, yeah, yeah. That Bill and Suki's love was real? Yeah, that's been kind of... It's been mentioned a few times. So I wonder if it's like a, a hint from the writers that in the future... Sucking Bill is the end game for the show. Do you think? Do you think we need hints or could we just work that out for ourselves that it's going to go 
I don't know, well, nothing's set in concrete with the truth. <laughs> I just thought it was weird. It's weird that, that it's been mentioned quite a few times. Hmm. Um, and uh, Jason also points out to Sookie that she got to see Ghost Gran. Hey. Yeah. But he doesn't, he doesn't mention that she got to see 1980's Granddad in Fairyland <laughs> as well. Which is another bonus of her powers. You know, we've been getting lots of like, Sookie and Jason bonding this season yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you think this is because neither of them are romantically involved with anyone right now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's a bit of brother and sister time. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the case. Okay. Meanwhile, Luna Sam uh, flashes her his ass at Kevin as she he makes a break for it. <laughs> um, yeah, we haven't had well, <laughs> we haven't had enough Sam ass this season, have we? It's nice to get some Sam ass action. That's because you're getting lots of Andy, lots of Andy. Oh arse. yeah, Andy ass instead. That's right. <laughs> uh, Kevin, Kevin doesn't really question why Sam exits the room twice, does he? He seems a bit miffed, but not, it's not, not a lot. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's Sam again, oh. <laughs> uh, apparently some fans are speculating that Kevin will also be involved in the Shifter shooting gang, uh, since he was attacked by a panther. He has got motivation to be involved in the gang. I, oh, I'm wondering if he's... In, Kevin. I can't remember if Kevin's involved in the shootings in the book or not. I don't think he is. Hmm. I, I can't remember. Um, yeah, anyway, ma- major props to Sam Trammell for the way he plays these scenes where he's been Luna. He's got, he's got, <laughs> he's got the girly walk down, hasn't he? And, and the way that he talks with Luna's speech patterns, they're proper spot on, aren't they? Do you, think, do you think they kind of rehearse the scenes together with her playing the dialogue as she would play the dialogue and then him yeah, that's... imitating her? Yeah, let's keep it real, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's not think about that. <laughs> okay, meanwhile, Jessica's grinding away in Fantasia when a suspicious-looking fangbanger offers her a blood milkshake without the straw. Hey, Jessica, she should get the pole dancing gig at the club, shouldn't she? Yeah, she don't need to. She's, she's daughter of the, the king. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> she doesn't need to be a pole dancer. I'm just thinking it would be nice for the male fans of the show. Yeah. If Jessica was pole uh, dancing. Her uh, and Tara, they could get a double act on. And... Yeah. Oh, they're not yeah. friends anymore, though. <laughs> oh, Anyway, the, the authority are, are they're still high. That's some that's some long kick that that drug has. That's, that's some some good shit. Some good shit, and they're discussing their experience that evening. Yeah, and Bill and Eric look decidedly uncomfortable, uh, particularly when Nigel says that he wants to eat a baby, and uh, Salome promises to get him one. Have you been, have you been wondering when Nigel's face burns are going to heal? Because he's had those face burns for the whole season. Is that the way that he is? Do you think that's, that's no? He, he was like that because he'd been. In the, in the UV. He, yeah, he said that he's not eaten a baby in a long time, in a long time, hadn't he? But I thought yeah. that he was in there for eating a baby. So how long so, is it? So does that mean he's he's been imprisoned in there for like ten years, hmm. getting his face burned? So maybe if you have continuous UV light, that it kind of it fucks you up. It changes you. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I want to see what it looks like normally. <laughs> uh, Eric asked Bill to come to bed with him. No, not like that. <laughs> Uh, but Bill, although he's not, he's not into the baby eating thing, but he looks like he's kind of keen to hang out with Salome and Nora a yeah, bit more. Maybe, maybe, he's, maybe he's open for a, a, a freeway. Yeah, he's thinking, Eric, I'm not going to bed with you. I've got Salome and Nora here. Look, they're, they're about to get it on. Hmm. I think that's his plan. At the I, think that's, I think that's his plan. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Elsie and Ricky have some growly athletic werewolf sex. And there's, and there's lots of shots of Elsie's uh, muscly arse. For the ladies, obviously. Um, better, than, better than the awkward sex scene he had with Debbie last season. Did you, did you think that was awkward? I thought, do you, yeah, do you remember it? Or was it supposed to be awkward? 
It was quite awkward, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know if that was just the way they... I think maybe that was deliberate. I can't remember. Hmm. But, yeah, he's got more chemistry with Ricky, I think. Yeah, that's... that's... Yeah, it's good to see. Just a bit too much arse really. <laughs> if you've got Joe Mangaliello in the show, you've got to have his naked arse. More Ricky arse, really. But yeah. yeah, we didn't see a lot of Ricky, did we? No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Bill goes to Salome's room and he's probably hoping for some trippy, sexy times. Yeah, but instead he finds that she has procured a young mother for them to feed on. Oh. Bill tells Salome that, as a father, he could not possibly eat this poor woman. Mm. Uh, but Salome, she's, she's an evil bitch. And tells him that if he, if he truly loved his children, he would have turned them into vampires too. Yeah, cue the angsty Edwardian flashback. It's 1910 and, Vil- and Bill visits his daughter Sarah, who is dying of cancer in a, in a hospice in Baton Rouge. Uh, Sarah Compton, by the way, uh, she'd be about 50 in 1910. Hey, she's looking good for someone with terminal cancer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's through it's through Sarah that Bill is related to the Bell Fleurs because Sarah's daughter uh, married Andy and Terry's great great grandfather. Okay. Sarah's daughter married Andy and Terry's great great grandfather. Yeah. So mm. Sarah is Andy and Terry's great 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 grandmother. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah seems quite amazed that Bill hasn't aged a day since she saw him as a child and he tells her he's discovered the secret to eternal life uh, she begs him to turn her and he refuses saying that immortality is a curse hmm. so in the present Bill feeds on the woman so, so why does this memory prompt this change in Bill do you think why does the what? Why uh, does the memory of what happened with his daughter not turn in her? Why is why is it that that makes him think? Fuck it. I'm 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 throwing a lot in with Salome. I'm going sanguinista. Why does why does the, that? The memory was triggered when he found out that the the woman had children, wasn't it? Yeah. So. Does he just kind of think? I've I've not got my family. Just I've off. not really got mm-hmm. anything. So fuck it. Is is that what his motivation is here? Unless he's playing the long game, he thinks I've got to stay deep undercover. I better tuck in. Maybe there is that, but yeah. Or or does he kind of think that he, it's time to go along with his vampire instincts? Or is he still just tripping out of his face a bit? He's maybe still tripping out. And of his he's face. thinking, hey, to hell, we've already slaughtered about five thousand today. Yeah, just, what's more, more? Let's just crack on. <laughs> Do you think? Uh, do you think it was cruel of him to let his daughter die rather than give her eternal life, or, mm. or was that the right thing to do at the time? I don't know. He probably wouldn't want his daughter to have Lorena as his new stepmom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because he'd still been with Lorena at that point. Yeah, he was with her till the thirties. Don't know. No, have your eternal daughter kind of. Knocking around with you, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of cramps your style, yeah. maybe. Yeah. No thanks. I want to kill some maybe, prostitutes. No. So, so what? By then, he did feel it was a curse, and he didn't want his well, daughter to have to go through all the bad times that he went through. I suppose maybe. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it makes sense. He'd right. He thought it was better to her, better for her to die a human death than to live a vampire life. <laughs> yeah. And be killing loads of people <laughs> and shit, <laughs> and have mm. loads of emo angst. Anyway, Hoyt returns from his little truck riding trip with his, with his hate group buddies to find that they have kidnapped Jessica for him. Oh, saw that coming a mile off. <laughs> uh, they lock him in a room with her and say he's not coming out until he gives her the true death. 
That's a bit of a movie cliche, isn't it? Mm, that's going back to <laughs> Batman, Bond. Yeah, we'll lock you in this room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> With your, your ex-lover. Yeah. Your, yeah. Because normally, I think those creepy guys, they'd want to watch, wouldn't they? Hmm. Normally they'd say, come on, dude, just do it now. They wouldn't say, here, you do it, and then we'll watch. We'll find out afterwards. That just doesn't make sense. Why, why is it you think that Bill can't sense that Jessica's in trouble? Oh, I don't know. This always confuses me. Do you think it's? And wait, when Bill was in trouble, he kind of he he called Jessica, didn't he? He could kind mm. of summon her mentally mm. with some sort of psychic maker link. It's the blood blocking it. Maybe maybe she has to kind of call Bill mentally to get him to go there. Yeah, but normally can sense it. I mean, Sookie's in trouble. He senses it. No, but she's human. That's had oh. his blood, as opposed to being his progeny. Right. I think it's different. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, Suki and Jason return to Hot Wings to ask Claude and his sisters for help finding their parents, vampire murderers. Uh, she asks for the lowdown on her extra fairy powers. So that's a good move from Suki, because uh, I think for her to develop a load of extra superpowers would really open the show up. What sort of superpowers do you think she, she could get? Have we had this? we said this? Well, we kind of, yeah, we get, we get an idea here that she can kind of see back in time, but... That's no good. You want flying and... and that's, a, that's a vampire power, though. <laughs> I've seen superhero stuff. I don't know. Uh, uh, tele- telekinesis. Stop time. Stop time. Oh, that would be good if Suki suddenly learned how to stop time. <laughs> that's just the end of, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Definitely would be okay. Oh, but then the show would kind of turn into heroes, wouldn't it? If she got Oof. two... Yeah, oh, no. Oof. No, no, we'll leave it alone. Uh, so, yeah, Claudette offers to help. And uh, Claudette, by the way, is played by an actress called... I think her name's Carmilla Luddington... And she is the voice and the body of Lara Croft in the new Tomb Raider game. Yes, and the, the new Tomb Raider game that's coming out it looks like like it could be a good one. Yeah, oh, the trailer looks amazing. Check out the trailer. Yeah, check it out. If you're a, a video games fan. Hey, speaking of which, they're, they're all British fairies. Yeah, well, why, why are the fairies British? Yeah, is that an unwritten kind of Lord of the Rings, Narnia rule that fancy creatures should be English? I think we always say that with Game of Thrones, don't we? Yeah. If it's set in a fantasy land, American accents are not allowed. Yeah. It's 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 got to be British. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, fellow Yankee friends. I think but... that's, yeah, we'll blame J.R.R. Tolkien for that. <laughs> okay, so Lafayette, um, already most of the way back from Mexico. Yeah, already, really. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and this and this scene answers our question from last week about what was the retro car that yes. he's driving. Because it turns out this, in fact, is Jesus's car. Ah, uh, oh, Because yes. Lafayette finds his nurse ID and his first aid kit in the car. Thank you for answering that, right? Yes. <laughs> um, Jesus, it seems, was a sensible nurse because he kept a vial of V in his first aid kit. Is this is this like a standard thing for nurses in yeah. the True Blood universe? That's a, that's, a, <laughs> that's a good idea to have an emergency one just on standby, isn't it? Yeah, because then you could just... We could all have that. Yeah, anyone you just, find that's... It's just an emergency one. Yeah. <laughs> just in case of accident or... Yeah. Yeah, in case you chop your arm off. Yeah. Swig of V, arm grows back. Yeah, the little extra swig just to, you know, make you feel good. Yeah, just to give you a free day hard on. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then another one of our questions from last week is answered. Uh, when Lafayette uses the V to heal the wounds on his lips. Yes. Because we were saying that, weren't we? Was he going to be left with a, a bunch of nasty scars? Thus meaning he won't be, yeah, left with any, any scars, just... Lafayette look as, as nice as we like him. Yes. And uh, it's, it's kind of crazy 
considering the amount of people that have been healed by V in the show, that this didn't occur to us last week when we were discussing it. I'm amazed that we were so stupid. That was quite a... Yeah. <laughs> like, of course, of course he's going to use V to get rid of the scars. So, yeah, he looks up to find Jesus' ghost sitting in the passenger seat, and the two of them hold hands. Oh. 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 There's a tear-jerking moment. So does this mean that by killing Don Bartolo, um, Jesus' spirit has been freed, and Lafayette will be able to... See him, you know, all the time. Does that mean that the lady that was pregnant, does has she kind of done something with Jesus's head, like removed the stitches from his mouth? Obviously, Don Bartolo had kind of trapped his spirit somehow by yeah. sewing his mouth up. He's going to sort of release it from getting his brain out or something, wasn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, is the demon gone now? Because Don Bartolo didn't get to cut Lafayette's brain open. The demon's gone, but, but Lafayette's still got his kind of... Oh yeah, Lafayette's medium powers. Yeah. I think they're a separate thing anyway, yeah. aren't they? To the demon nonsense. So yeah, I think the kind of Mexico brujo demon story is over. So now it's just time for medium Lafayette. Yeah, I like I like medium Lafayette. Yeah. Okay, so it looks like Sam's been deputised as he's helping out Andy with interrogating Joe Bob. Uh, yeah, their their good cop bad cop routine involves Andy going out for a coffee while Sam turns into a <laughs> venomous snake. <laughs> If, if Sam turns into a venomous snake, does right. the venom actually work then? Can he produce... This goes back to Jason's question of season two. If Sam turns into a chicken, can he lay an egg? Ah, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Wow, so if he laid an egg and it was a fertilised egg and, and, and a little chick was born, would that chick be a shifter? Could that chick then turn into son of <laughs> Sam? <laughs> that's quite a crazy idea. I like it. Um, yeah, so Sam quickly discovers that um, Jessica is being held captive. Mm. Uh, I was disappointed at this point that Sam didn't turn into a bear or a, yeah. a mammoth or something. Uh, <laughs> I thought a snake was maybe a bit easy. <laughs> and, and then Luna Sam shows up, uh, freaking out that she can't shift back. This prompts Andy to say, I hate this goddamn town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Andy's voice. He's got the best voice. He's the Tom Waits of... The Tom Waits of Bon Tom. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Suki and Jason hook up with Claude and his sisters um, at the bridge where uh, their parents were murdered. Uh, yeah, Claude explains that Albert Einstein was, in fact, a half-fairy mm. and discovered that energy runs through everything. Yeah, it turns out that Suki's new superpower is that she can connect to the energy caused by the event of her parents' death and relive it. So it's kind of like a time travel thing, yeah. but you can't interact with anything. Yeah. But it's also like the idea that... Um, Goes to like a magnetic recording. Yeah. Of the, of the, yeah. Yeah. Or like, like that awesome book, The Invention of Morel. Yes. The, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, what a great book. <laughs> so, yeah, so you can relive the past because it's all recorded. Yeah, it's all there in, in fields in, in of the energy. Ether. In yeah. the ether. <laughs> so anyway, Suki finds herself uh, inhabiting her mother's body. And sees both her parents killed by the vampire. Uh, the vampire looks like he could possibly be, possibly be Bill or Roman. If you slow it down and look at the individual screenshots, it kind of looks like Bill and it kind of looks like Roman. I thought more Roman. Kind of bigger face. Yeah, had more of a Roman face going on. Uh, but but when he but then he speaks in a weird foreign language, um, and he has a kind of creepy. Sort of deep Batman voice. So, yeah, so I was totally thinking, I was, as, uh, when, when we saw the vampire, 
right? I was really thinking that at some point he was going to whip his hat off and it was going to be Bill. Mm. I really thought that was going to be the twist because I thought that would be a crazy twist. So when he started speaking in his Batman voice, I was really surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what, we think it's Christian Bale then? It's yeah. Christian <laughs> the Dark Bale Knight. killed Sookie's mum and dad. Yeah. The Dark Knight killed... Wow. <laughs> wow, crossover. Awesome. So Sookie, yeah, Sookie then finds herself inhabiting the vampire's body. And sees that Claudine was present and hmm. shot a lightning bolt at him. That's yeah. Um, yeah, this the magnetic recording thing. Um, it can't, there's something similar happens in book six, where um, there's a group of witches, um, and they form a circle and kind of use high energy to watch a past event of someone being murdered oh. in order to find who the murderer was. I won't tell you who got murdered because that would be a big spoiler because it yeah. might happen next season. Okay. But. Um, so yeah, it did remind me of that, but it's witches doing it instead of a fairy. So but they're using that idea from the book. I think so, yeah. Nice. Okay, so Claude is horrified that Suki was able to get inside a vampire's mind, um, because that's supposed to be impossible. And Suki realises that Claudine knew the vampire, and his name is Warlow. Warlow. Well, that's mm. a rubbish name. That is a... <laughs> that's a terrible supervillain name. <laughs> that is quite... Uh, Claude says he doesn't recognise the name, but he could be lying because he's a fairy. Mm. Or, yeah, or Warlow. Maybe Warlow's a pseudonym that someone's using. So later on, Suki is alone in her house when a sort of astral projection of Warlow shows up and says, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the big the big fan theory is pretty much unanimous, right? Um, is that this vampire is in fact an evil fairy, or some sort of vampire fairy hybrid, mm. which would explain why it is that Suki can get in his brain, and would also explain how Claudine knew him by name because Claudine wouldn't be hanging out with a vampire; she wouldn't know a vampire on first name terms, would she? Hey, it'd also explain why he astral projects. Yeah, because uh, that's not a vampire ability. Yeah, but it could be a fairy ability to be able to do that. And there's another, this is a really good theory, right? This kind of expands on that idea and speculates that Lorena's maker, Istvan, mm -hmm. who Bill mentioned in season three but we've never seen, was a vampire fairy hybrid. Which And then the blood's gone through Lorena to Bill and this would explain why Bill has better self-control around the fairies and why he was able to enter the fa enter fairyland and none of the other vampire vampires were. Ah, uh, and also... It's a bloody good theory. That's a fucking good theory. Yeah. It, and if, well, if Warlow turns out to be just some random vampire, it would be a real cop-out for the show, wouldn't it? Since it's like, since it isn't a vampire that we know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then bringing in Lorena's maker would... Uh, but yeah, it would make sense, wouldn't it? It would make sense. Yeah, it would make more sense than it just being some random vampire. Yeah. Mm. So I think... Yeah, I think that's a really good theory. Let's I'm see. thinking what you said before, where Roman, where it's kind of... Signed up for a lot of the season, but not been in, in a lot of the season. It did, yeah, it did really look like Roman. But then, how would he be able to astral project into Suki's house when he died already a couple of episodes ago? It must yeah, be someone... It can't be, I think it can't be Roman because he's dead, and that, that means there's no kind of... Comeback. Yeah, there's no... Dead is dead. Yeah, dead is dead. Suki's not going to get hunted down by him. It's got to be someone that's still around, hmm. I think. And yeah, and also why would they know know him as Warlow? Or... Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Warlow, isn't there a is there a vampire in something called Marlow? Marlow. Isn't that the name of the vampire in Oh it's the name of the vampire in 
Oh, Jesus. What's the vampire thing where he's got the really long teeth? The 1930s. Nosferatu. 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 Oh, really? The vampire that's called Marlowe, I think. Oh, I so could, it's I could be wrong. homage. No, no. Salem's Lot. Is it the Salem's Lot vampire that looks like the Nosferatu yes. vampire? It's called Marlowe, isn't he? I don't remember. I think. But I remember what <laughs> he looks like, the Nosferatu one. I think. I could be wrong. Okay, so meanwhile, Hoyt still hasn't decided whether or not he's going to kill Jessica. Even though it's pretty bloody obvious, he isn't. He's not going to kill her. Uh, yeah, he tells her how pissed off he is that she fucked his best friend and blah, blah, blah. As, as like a justification for murdering her. Really? I mean, really? Je- I mean, Jessica should just say to him, hold on, dude, you, you wouldn't kill a human girl for fucking your girlfriend, would you? No. So why is it okay to kill a vampire girl for fucking your girlfriend, uh, for fucking your boyfriend? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, you see, do you see where we're going with this? I, I don't, but yeah. I do. <laughs> it doesn't make sense that she, yeah. It's kind of a twist that everyone sees coming a mile off, isn't it? Yeah. He releases her um, and, and lets her break one of the hate group rednecks shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, she breaks the dude's neck. Yes. <laughs> uh, but he still hates her. So, uh, yeah. So there's, there's no hope for their relationship, but at least Hoyt's not being a total douche anymore. Yes, and maybe he dropped the emo look. Oh, God. Yeah. It was nice to see him in a check shirt again. It was. Um, he tells her he's off to find help since uh, they're in the arsehole of nowhere. And in a true TV cliche, nobody has a phone. Ah, typical. Ah. Nobody has a phone. Someone has to go for help. Something happens to them. Mm. <laughs> anyway, Lafayette's back in Bon Tomp already in a car that probably has a top speed of 50. And, uh, mm. and, and it's good to see that after his dose of V for medicinal purposes, and his little chat with Ghost Jesus, he's all back to his fabulous self. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a lot of fans have been complaining that there hasn't been enough of uh, fabulous Lafayette this season. Kind of like in, se- was it season two, where he was chained up for half the season? Yeah. Kind of like that. But, but maybe we'll get, some, we'll get more as we go. Yeah, on. more flamboyant Lafayette, please. Also, also, did you think the problem of what to do when Jesus is reported missing has been solved? Because Lafayette can just say, hey, Jesus went to visit his uncle in Mexico. And then if the cops go to Mexico and search the uncle's house, they'll find Jesus' severed head and body and also the dead uncle. Yes. And that means Lafayette's not... Because Lafayette did kill him, but Lafayette's not going to get in any shit for killing him. Yeah, because his, his house is a proper freaky-looking serial killer mental person's yeah. house. Yeah. So, yeah, good idea. Uh, so, yeah, Holly and Arlene show up and ask Lafayette to perform a fake seance. Yeah, so Terry will be convinced that the Ifrit isn't after him anymore. Uh, Lafayette agrees, but only if they pay him $300. Good move, Lafayette. Good move. It's about time he got paid for this shit, isn't it? Yeah, if you've got a gift, it's worth exploiting. Yeah, and he, he, he won't need to deal V or be a stripper or work the road crew. He yeah. just do his thing. He should, he, should, he should explain this to Sookie, really, shouldn't he? And say, look, Sookie... Why don't you just go and fucking move to Vegas? Or yeah, <laughs> why are you not? Why are you not? Or, or Jesus, do some. Make, she could do some fake mediumship or make something. Like five she? grand a week, easy. She could make loads of money with her gifts. Yes. <sighs> anyway. Anyway, Andy, Sam, and Luna, Sam show up to rescue Jessica, and she tells them that Hoyt is missing. Were you wondering if Jessica's going to be in trouble over the dead hate group dude that she just murdered? Because um, they didn't seem that bothered. It's like, hey, there's a dude with his neck, neck snapped. No, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica looks in a bad way, and I suppose, yeah, self, self-defense, self-defense, isn't it? yeah. 
Luna Sam can smell that a fat woman who smokes menthol cigarettes has been there. So are we going to say that this is Sweetie, the, the fat woman that Bud Dearborn was shagging? Are it's, we going with that? Is she the dragon? The dragon. The dragon. Is yeah. that her, do you think? I reckon so. And does this mean that Bud Dearborn is involved as well? <sighs> I hope he's not. Oh, in, in some ways I hope he is because then that means we get more Bud Dearborn. <laughs> And, and I like him. <laughs> and we get a bit of closure on his, on his character. Yeah. And also, if, if it is... Okay, so if this sweetie is the dragon and she's a human, how is it that she knows who all the shifters are? That's what I don't get. Ah. That's what I'm confused about. Unless she's got some sort of power that we didn't know that she had. Maybe, maybe. A power for TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Hoyt, Hoyt is moseying along, looking for help for Jessica. Um, yeah, how long has he been lost? It's been like hours. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come He's been walking out there all night just wandering around. Uh, a truck pulls up alongside him, but obviously it's someone from the hate group. Uh, and, and now... They're super pissed at Hoyt because they point a shotgun in his face. Uh, a lot of fans have been speculating that, um, that it's Hoyt's mum who's in charge of the hate group. Uh, I think that's because of Luna's comment about it being a fat woman. Uh, but, but, yeah, Maxine doesn't... Smoke, does she? I don't think we've seen her smoke. No. That would be a good twist, though, wouldn't it? Does, does Hoyt look like he's recognised the person with the gun, do you think? I thought he did. So it could be... Maybe it's Bud and Sweetie in the in the truck together. Yeah. That would be a good twist. Naked. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why would you see such a thing? Because she's giving him a massage, wasn't she, last time? <laughs> oh. Maybe it's a massage truck. Oh, I thought you meant you wanted to see that. No. <laughs> Heaven forbid. <laughs> Okay, Tara's working the bar at Fantasia when Tracy from Tracy's Togs Clothes Store comes in for a drink. Yeah, is she a fang banger or something? I mean, she's not a goth, so what's she doing there? I don't know, just come to hassle Tara maybe? Yeah, she's been a bit, been a real bitch to Tara. She's been a real bitch. And, and Tara looks like she's about to go ape shit, so uh, good old Pam intervenes. I love, I love Tara and Pam's matching oriental outfits in this season, hmm. um, in this episode. Uh, Tara's looking a lot hotter this season, do you think? Yeah, I think she's... Yeah, they've totally changed the way they're doing her makeup and her hair and her clothes. She just looks a hundred times better this season. Is it because she's shacked up with Pam? She's got Pam there to be her makeup <laughs> artist and stylist. So later, Pam takes Tara into the torture chamber basement where Tracy is trussed up. Uh, she glamours Tracy so that she'll worship Tara and be her eternal slave. Hell yeah! <laughs> is, this, is this why Ginger's so loyal? Do you think, yeah, do you think Ginger's been glamoured into... Yeah, I'd never thought of that before, but... I don't think Ginger's there voluntarily. No. <laughs> so do you think, where, where would Pam fall in regards to the Sanguinista movement? Where would Pam fall? Um, would she be all for this killing all the humans thing? Or she's, kind of, she's doing the mainstream thing, because that's what... Because that's, that's been, how they've been living, but would she go... I don't know. Is it? Or she would just follow Eric, maybe. Yeah. She would just do whatever Eric says. Yeah. Although she'd probably be down for some human killing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's Packmaster Smackdown time at the Dirty Barn where all the werewolves hang out. And, and it turns out that the Packmaster contest involves tracking and killing a human boy in wolf or in human form. Hmm. Uh, that's a bit of a cop-out for the show, really, because it means they're going to avoid an epic werewolf fight. It oh, does. Yeah. Yeah. When they said in, in human or wolf form, I thought, oh, no wolves. Of course, though, Elsie is way too naval to kill an innocent lad so he can cede the leadership to JD. 
in in the I mean a lot of the time I think the show is better than the books but in this case I think the show has failed a bit oh really because yeah because in the books it's, it's way more interesting than this there's like a I don't know it's got like an underground werewolf fight club feel to it and really? there's different trolls and stuff <laughs> and there's a a referee who's a were tiger and ah, oh, it's just way cooler. Is that could that possibly still come or? Well, just... we've still got four more episodes, so maybe they'll go for something more hardcore. Only, only four more. Only four more. Oh, <laughs> so anyway, JD, he's uh, gonna kill the kid anyway, because uh, he's a douche. JD's a douche. LC <laughs> uh, tries to stop him killing the kid, um, who manages to escape, but JD and LC have an epic fight as men. As men, rubbish. Three <laughs> <laughs> other wolves. Uh, JD totally whips Elseed, presumably because he's on V, because there's no way otherwise that he would beat Elseed, is there? I, I truly believe Elseed could beat him with one heart, arm behind his back. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, luckily, Martha shows up in time to stop JD from murdering Elseed, uh, but JD still gets to be Packmaster, even though he's a lowlife and a V addict. So how long is that going to last? Well, like I said, we've got four episodes left. I think Elseed's going to do something. Yeah, surely the pack don't like, like that knobhead. Being in charge. Rubbish, no way. Um, A lot of fans are are bored by the werewolf stuff this season. Do you think that's right? Or I think yeah, I think the fans always complain about the werewolf stuff because I think I think because it doesn't involve enough wolves. Yeah, (laughs) it doesn't involve them being wolves enough. Mm. Too expensive. It's too kind of cliche where they're kind of sort of biker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, at least they're not Twilight werewolves. We've got that to be thankful for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Eric finds Nora praying to Lilith's, Lilith's blood. And uh, he tries to convince her that all this tripping and mass murder is, is totally not cool. Yes. And she should pay attention to the teachings of Obi-Wan Godric. But she says, fuck Godric. <gasps> How dare she? I, I, was, I was genuinely offended when she said, fuck Godric. Yes. Yeah, uh, I, I was upset. <laughs> it seems that she's not into hippie Godric. And uh, thinks he's lost his way at the end of his life. Sorry, he lost his way at the end of his life. Hmm. And naturally, Eric is as pulled as we are that Nora disrespected Godric. And uh, uh, I liked her, but now I hope she gets the true death. I really do. Cause what, she, what she, for saying fuck Godric? Yeah. <laughs> it's totally I'm changed my view of the character. <laughs> uh, we actually learn here, though, that Nora was turned by Godric 600 years ago. Uh, which would mean she's from... Plantagenet. Plantagenet era England. That's um yeah if you <laughs> if you're not into your history, is some interesting facts. Uh, this this was a time when a nine month old baby, Henry the Sixth, was crowned king. So they had a baby king. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. Awesome. And then a few years later, um, there was the the War of the Roses, um, for control of the throne. Because obviously, when you put a six month old baby in control of the country, things get fucked up. Yeah, someone's going on trying to get that kid removed. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what's, what, what's Eric's next move? What, what are we thinking? Uh, he could stake Nora. He could stake some authority members, but I don't know. I, I think th- he's going to do some staking. I think some, some staking is going to happen. There's going to be a bloodbath. How long, how, how long does he you know, go along with the madness of it all? I don't know. He's got, he's got to kind of step up and say, look, look dudes, <laughs> this is all wrong. So, so what do you reckon? Will Eric stake Nora? I reckon Eric's going to stake Nora, and I reckon Bill's going to eventually come to his senses and stake Salome. Yes, well... I think there's going to be some vicious staking. <laughs> we'll, well, we'll, we'll turn their head backwards. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sam confronts Luna Sam, who is look, looking pretty sick. 
in in the same way that Tommy did when he did the skinwalking thing. Why do, why do they get sick when they do the skinwalking thing? <sighs> don't know. It just maybe it just mucks up all your insides and it's just too fucked up and against the laws of nature. Yeah, it's just too weird to turn into another person. Uh, fortunately, though, Luna shifts back into herself when Sam kisses her or kisses himself on the head, <laughs> and normality is restored. That was, that was great the way they shot this scene with the two Sams. So was it the kiss? Was it the kiss that changed her back? Somehow. It did. Yeah, it was like it was kind of like because she'd calmed down and um, was at peace. Then she was able to turn back. So it's to do with an emotional state, I think, with skinwalking thing. Is it like having a um, <laughs> what's it called? When you just freak out for no kind of reason, a panic attack? Is it like <laughs> a skinwalking panic attack? Yeah, yeah maybe. And um, yeah, so Sam totally missed an opportunity to have gay sex with himself here. Yeah, that'd be too weird. That would be really weird. That'd be weird on lots of levels. And that would be so weird. <laughs> you just couldn't look yourself in the eye after doing that. <laughs> well, you could. <laughs> you, you could, yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Lafayette, Holly and Arlene hold a fake seance for Terry and Patrick's benefit. Hmm, Patrick is uh, initially uh, sceptical about the whole medium deal. I mean, why? You've just seen a smoke... <laughs> Fire monster demon trying to kill you. Mm. Yeah, and it's like, oh no, I don't believe in mediums. Come on, be a bit <laughs> open-minded. Yeah. And Lafayette does like a Whoopi Goldberg thing. <laughs> and uh, and then the, the fake seance turns into a real one. Yeah. As uh, we kind of predicted. Uh, when Iraqi Ghost Lady shows up. Yeah. And um, she's got a whim of an idea. Uh, she'll leave Terry alone if he kills Patrick. Or vice versa. Obviously our money's on Terry here. Yeah. And, and um, <laughs> Yeah. As, as we said before, did we? That, that uh, Patrick's... Yeah. Bit of a red shirt. Patrick obviously noticed a red shirt because he legs it. Yes. So he's thinking, oh shit, if it's between Terry and me, Terry's going to do me because the show does not need me and the show needs Terry. Yes, and my contract was only for... Yeah. Eight, eight episodes <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, so I, I, see, I see Patrick getting killed very soon. I'm off. <laughs> okay, yeah, so meanwhile, the authority are having a board meeting. So, does this mean, as we said at the start of the season, that Bill and Eric are now proper members of the Authority? I think they just joined the gang, haven't they? Yeah, I think we... Did we predict this? We said, oh, they've been, they've been captured... At the start of the season when they were captured, we said, how long is it going to be before they are, they're in there with the Authority? And it's happened. To, to, to me, the Authority, before we kind of knew them, it, I, I thought it'd be more... I mean, it's just like a, a gang of the hardest vampires altogether. But I thought it'd be more kind of political and more structured... Or, yeah. or we're not seeing enough of it to maybe get that. Maybe it's because Roman's been killed. It kind of fucked oh, everything up. Have we only seen it from that top level of the authority? There's lots of... Yeah, there's I suppose lots they've got all their foot soldiers and stuff yeah. and their monarchs and things, yeah. But it doesn't seem like that. It just seems like a gang of dudes all just getting high in that, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and causing havoc. Yeah. So, yeah, they they try and come up with a, a cunning plan to cause total anarchy uh, while, while Russell and Steve <laughs> Newlin are flirting with each other. Come on, guys. Please hook up. Yeah, Russell and Steve. We love it. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Bill, Bill, though, he goes all evil genius. And he suggests that they bomb the true blood factories to force mainstream vampires to feed on humans. Uh, so Eric's all, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> and, and Bill says he's evolving. So what is the deal with Bill? Hmm. Has, has, he been, has he really been that deeply affected by his experience with Lilith? Or is he playing the long game? Or has he just realised that he's never going to get sucky? Never going to... Live a, a normal life, and he's thinking, "Fuck it, I'm a vampire. Let's just have it." Let's just—if I'm going to be a vampire, let's be on the authority, and let's be telling the authority what to do, and let's be causing shit. Is that—is that Bill? Do you think? 
I don't know, is he still high? <laughs> I think he's still high, but I think it's I think it's secret agent Bill. You think he's gonna he's playing the long game? He's just bluffing to Eric as well. He's not, he's totally he's not letting his guard down. Bill's Bill's good at bluffing, he's got a good poker face. Yes. He poker could... face Bill. Yeah. The good but the good thing about True Blood is it's impossible to tell either way. Yes. That's <laughs> that's why we love it. That's why we love this show. So yeah, that, that that was the episode, wasn't it? That was the episode, and uh, of yeah. Uh, yeah, this episode is has been widely praised by fans as being not only one of the best of the season, but perhaps one of the best of all time. Wow, yeah, it was a, it was well up there, wasn't it? Yeah, it's definitely yeah. I think it was my favourite this season. Had a, it just seems like every episode's getting better in this season. Yeah, yeah, the last two have been awesome, and and the, another good thing is that. Um, uh, this episode was written by Mark Hudis, who's um, Alan Ball's replacement as showrunner. Ah. So that bodes well for the future, that he's um, he's going to be in charge, but he can write good episodes. Oh, good. Yeah, that is good. And, and also, it's um, Stephen Moyer's directing skills have been praised. Oh, yeah, Stephen Moyer's first time as director. Um, how much creative input would Stephen have had? Quite quite a lot. I know, it's hard to say, isn't it? Because obviously you've got the... The show's already got a very specific look and style to it. And yeah, you can't go all film noir. Or, yeah, you can't or, completely change things up. Let's go black and white, silent, <laughs> slapstick, true blood. Do you think the, the humour element of it, maybe? Um, camera shots, we think? How is that more to do with the director of photography, though, the actual camera shots? Editing? Somewhat? Or you just basically... I think, I think with director, it's more what sort of performance you get from the other actors. So maybe because he's one of the actors... It's easier for him to explain what sort of performance mm. he wants from them, and he's got more of a bond with them because they've acted together for so long. Perhaps. Yeah. Well, well, good on you, Stephen. That's well done. Great episode. Let's, let's hope you do some more. Yeah. Okay, I think now it is time for some music. Have you, have you got a jingle net? No, I was thinking because you've got your guitar back from the shop. Yeah. Your special guitar. I, I was thinking it's. I think it's it's, it's a week for guitar. Baby, don't. Music. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's chill <laughs> Okay, first up we have Fleshfield, who are an electronic industrial band, and their song Beneath Contempt, which was when Jessica was doing a sexy dance in Fantasia. Next up was Howlin' Wolf, blues legend. Um, Smokestack Light Night. Light, light Night. I think... Light Night. Maybe Lightning. I think you Smokestack Lightning. Really? I think, yeah, I think, yeah, typo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel bad for, for not knowing that. Uh, That's whilst Alcide and Ricky were getting it on. Oh, yeah, back to... Yes, what we were saying about Stephen Moore and what sort of input he might have had... I do know that he has mentioned in interviews that he's a, a Howling Wolf fan. Oh, good. So I was wondering if, as director of this episode, ah, did he choose this song? Guess to choose the music. Maybe. I don't know who chooses the music. Or maybe he suggested it. Anyway, next up we have Health, who are an LA rock band, and their song Die Slowly, uh, which is when Tara was arguing with Tracy in Fantasia. <laughs> There's a band called Health. Health. That's, <laughs> that's a really hard band name to Google. I tell you that. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Um, next up, Danny McCarthy, electro DJ, um, Electronica Black, and that's while Pam chats to Tara. And lastly, we have Elliot Smith, who is an American singer-songwriter who uh, sadly died in 2003, aged only 34, and uh, his song Somebody That I Used To Know, and that was over the credits. 
Yeah. So it was not as we thought it was going to be. It wasn't the the song that sounds like Bar Bar Black Sheep. Yeah, it's not the song <laughs> that sounds like Bar Bar Black Sheep. But I heard I heard that song earlier actually, and I was I was thinking, oh, that that wasn't the song in True Blood last week, was it? <laughs> no. No, I think that song's by Goatee. Goatee. I think I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was the music. Now I believe it's our time for what the fuck of the week. What the fuck of the week is... The weird CGI face that showed up at Sookie's and said, I'm coming for you, in a creepy Batman voice. Yeah, what was that weirdness? Uh, that's, that's it, like you're saying, it can't be a vampire. It can't because... be a vampire, unless there's secret vampire powers that we don't know about, because some vampires do have unique powers. Well, like vamp- yeah. But I'm still going for weird vampire-fairy hybrid. That does sound like the... But then there's so many demons and things, could it be a, a demon? I no, it could be. But then how would you make a vampire fairy hybrid? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm sure we're going to find out. I'm sure we'll find out soon. Okay, now it's time for our line of the week. And our line of the week is... God has the most beautiful tits I have ever seen. Thank you, Russell. There's, yes. there, there are a few contenders this week. There are a few good lines. I liked Pam's line about her her pissed off face and her happy <laughs> face being the same. That was that was another good one. Yeah, good good on you, Russell. I thought I didn't think God had the best tits I've seen in the show though. I think there's been better tits. Yeah, there's a bit perky, weren't they? Bit perky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, most people were just looking at a muff. I think no one was looking at her tits. <laughs> I, I I was multitasking. I was looking at both. Oh, well done. <laughs> Men care multitask. <laughs> okay, now it's time for some news. Okay, just one bit of news for you this week. Uh, HBO announced at the Television Critics Association press tour uh, that both True Blood and Game of Thrones have permission to run for as long as the show's creators desire. For all eternity. Wow. <laughs> they can run. That's great. So both shows, we obviously we love Game of Thrones as well. Both shows are so successful that they're just, they're not going to end unless the people want so them to win. So I could stop now, but then come back in 10 years' time, it's like True Blood Next Generation. <laughs> oh God, that sounds awesome. And, and then <laughs> True Blood Deep Space Nine. True, I don't know. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and Game of Thrones as well. Yeah. Obviously Game of Thrones is going to run for about 15 seasons because the books are so fat. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, how what? So, that season five one with True Blood, and there's what, 13 books there's going to be. So, in theory, they could do a season for every book, but then the vampires are going to look really old. Yes. So, I don't think that's going to happen. But, but Game of Thrones, they kind of have to keep it with the books, don't they? They have to end it at the same time. Obviously, it's nice of HBO to, to say that, but obviously, HBO, HBO know that they're probably going to stick to their books and not go on for too many more seasons. I mean, yeah. this Game of Thrones got another three, oh. four seasons. Game of Thrones is going to be, there's seven books. Yeah. Well, there's going to be seven books. They've had two seasons, but book three is too long to be one season, so that's going to be two seasons. 
book four and books four and five are set at the same time, so they're gonna have to mix them up and make them into so that'd be two one season. Three. Well, that'd be like a five-year-long season because they're oh, so fat. Jesus. So probably, be, I don't know. They're probably gonna combine books four and five and then turn them into three seasons or something. I don't know. Wow. But there's gonna be a lot of Game of Thrones in the future, so that's good. But hey, yes, we love Game of Thrones. Yes. <laughs> and Shrewd Okay. Yes. Yeah, so that 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 was the news. Um, if if you don't know spoilers, then bye for now. Otherwise, stick around for some spoilers. Spoilers. Okay. Episode nine is called "Everybody Wants to Rule the World." By the yes. by, Tears for Fears. Yeah. Tears for Fears song. Yeah. Isn't it? Good song. <laughs> okay. And the synopsis says uh, vampires celebrate the start of the Holy War. Mm. And see supernatural zealots put Suki in danger. As the authority proceeds with Lilith's plan, Eric plots his escape. <gasps> uh, Gran directs Suki to a clue to her parents' murderer. <gasps> Gran, yay! <laughs> uh, Andy and Jason search for leads to the identities of the people behind the shifter killings. Alcide recalls his pack induction. <gasps> Alcide flashback. Woohoo! <laughs> could, could the pack induction be like the underground? Uh, werewolf fighting. I hope they do lair. something insane with werewolves because it's just not going the way I want it to. Yeah, pack induction. Uh, Arlene calls. Uh, Arlene gets caught in Terry and Patrick's crossfire. Steve gets a new pet. And uh, and from the trailer, right from the trailer, it looks like Bill is going to shag Salome and Suki. What? What? What a Bill sandwich? Or, or, or <laughs> Not separate, exactly, separate, separately. Separate I think. Times. I, know, I think the Suki one's probably going to be some sort of either Suki's dream or Bill's oh, dream. Oh right, we're talking dreams. We're talking. I think the Salome shagging's real, but the Suki shagging not real. That's care. my guess from the trailer. Sort of going to look good on TV. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a few casting calls for episode nine. We have uh, Elijah. Uh, male Caucasian in his 20s to 40s, a very strong, cocky, Marilyn Manson-esque vampire. He's going to be in it for two episodes, and we know from some other spoilers that he's going to be the new sheriff of Area 4. Wow. Or is it Area 5? Whatever area Eric, Eric is was. the sheriff of. That's 4, isn't it? Area 4? Sh- area 4? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so there's going to be a new sheriff in town. Yes. Uh, next up, Jackson. Uh, male um, Caucasian uh, 50s. Seen in flashbacks to the late 1980s. Uh, he's a giant of a man, powerful and inspiring and heroic. In the present, however, he's a sad old man who's given up on life. The exciting thing about this casting is... Played by... Robert Patrick. Fucking Robert Patrick from Terminator 2. Johnny Cash's dad. Johnny Cash's dad. <laughs> Some dude in the later seasons of X-Files that we didn't bother watching. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have a local reporter... Uh, who grills Andy outside the sheriff's station. Uh, next up, sexy vampire, female 20s. The sexy female vampire is a customer at Fantasia. Uh, we have teenage Alcide and teenage Debbie, who are going to be innocent-faced 14-year-olds. Wow, do you think teenage Alcide's going to have big, muscly little... Big, muscly teenage Alcide. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, next up, fairy. Um, female Caucasian. Early to late 20s, she's radiantly be- beautiful and British. Oh, of course, a fairy must be British. Yes, <laughs> British. Okay, and that is, uh, that's it for our spoilers. That is it for our spoilers. And uh, that's it from us this week. So uh, I hope you enjoy the Olympics from, <laughs> from London. From beautiful London. Yes, and, and we hope you enjoy True Blood. And uh, we will see you here again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.